ओम नमो भगवते वासुदेवाय ओम नमो भगवते वासुदेवाय ओम नमो भगवते वासुदेवाय श्रीमद् भागवतम कंटो Chapter 3, Text 10, Translation and Commentary by His Divine Grace A.C. Bhaktivedanta Swami Prabhupada. Say Srimad Bhagavatam, Canto 2, Chapter 3, Text 10. As I've many times said, I guess I'll say it throughout my life, uh, these books need covering. Otherwise, after a few times of being used, it will, the cover will start to tear and that's not a proper way to keep the worship of Bhagavatam. Akama Sarva Kamova Moksha Kama Udaradhihi Dibrena Bhakti Yogena Uh, this is among the better known verses of Srimad Bhagavatam. Srila Prabhupada quoted this fairly often. Uh, it is quite often misinterpreted, within my experience, it's quite often misinterpreted with the misunderstanding that it's all right, it doesn't matter if you have all kinds of different desires, as long as you worship Krishna, that there's no harm to cultivate material desires. That is not the point of this verse. The point is uh, not to encourage material, cultivation of material desires. Throughout Vedanta and throughout Srimad Bhagavatam, the, and in Bhagavad Gita, the uh, futility of trying to fulfill material desires is emphasized. So, uh, the point here is that one should worship Krishna, not that one should have material desires. Even if one is in such an unfortunate position that one has material desires, one should worship the Supreme Lord. That is the point here. And not five minutes waving some agabati in the morning and forgetting him for the rest of the day. Not that kind of worship. But that one should intensely worship him. Now, if one has, is one, if one is full of material desires or if one wor- desires liberation, generally such persons do not worship the Supreme Lord. Generally, people who want karma siddhi, who want material enjoyment, they worship the demigods of this world. And just prior to this verse, there have been several verses describing different demigods or devatas who one can worship for fulfillment of specific desires. One can worship 
what is that? Uma, if one wants progeny, good progeny. One can worship Indra if one wants a uh, kingdom, and so on. So such people are described in Bhagavad Gita as Alpamedhasa, of small, of small intelligence. But here it is stated if such persons are Udaradhi, of expanded intelligence, they will worship the Supreme Lord intensely. So usually such people are, I mean, the, the very uh, intention for pursuing material enjoyment or liberation is stupid. The very intention is stupid, it was the last words I said. But if someone in that consciousness is more intelligent than most people who desire material enjoyment or liberation, then they will worship Krishna. Actually, the, word, the term Krishna is not given here. The term is given Purusham Param, the Supreme Person. This is important in the context of having just mentioned different demigods. Because different demigods, they are uh, superior beings to us little earthlings. But superior to them, to all of them and to all of us, there is one Supreme Person. So it's emphasizing the, a point that for different little desires you go to different little gods. But the really intelligent thing is to go to the Supreme God. And of course that Supreme God is established herein in Srimad Bhagavatam as Krishna. So uh, it's recommended Tivrina, with great intensity one should worship him. Anything we want to do, any uh, yeah, I should close the door and lock him out. This is an example of not Tivrina. The phone call comes and rush off to something more important. Please turn off your cell phones. (coughs) Yeah, anything worth attaining requires... serious endeavor. We see the poor children are sent to the nasty school to study all kinds of mundane subjects for years and years and years. Parents are pushing them, study, study, study. And at the end of all of that, of maybe you know, 18, at least, what, 15 to 18 years of study, then they can become a degree holder. And that is the 
aim, that is, that is the goal of that study. And then they, then they have the chance to, be, to work hard again all the rest of their life so they can get some money. It's miserable. It's called being successful by people who do not have any higher knowledge. <clears throat> by people who do not have any higher knowledge. But the uh, example is given that they have, they have a goal and they have to work for it intensely. If you want to become a doctor, you just can't spend all your time in the college partying and boozing. You have to study. So uh, this direction here, it's transcendental trickery. You got that? Transcendental trickery? Trickery means cheating. As in the case of Dhruva Maharaj, he worshipped Krishna extremely intensely um, for fulfillment of material desire. But the result of such intense worship was that he became attracted to Krishna because Krishna is by his nature all attractive. And uh, he gave up his material desires. So, in the same way, anyone who intensely worships Krishna, then they're going to become attracted to Krishna. In, in fact, to uh, fulfill any desire, such as the desire for material enjoyment or for liberation, that has to be sanctioned by the Supreme Lord. Generally, he uh, gives power of attorney for granting such desires to the demigods. Uh, but actually, one cannot close the door. That's all. Oh, I see. You can't close it because of the generation. Yeah. Even to get liberated, unless there's a, at least some touch of uh, regard for Krishna, one cannot be liberated by the process of sadhana. Even if one wants to be liberated, one cannot be liberated simply by sadhana. There, there has to be some touch at least, of, of uh, connection with Krishna. So, uh, bhakti should be performed with intensity. Now, I have a long list of questions. 33 questions here from Madhav Gopinath Das regarding Tivra Bhakti. He's interested in Tivra Bhakti. But actually, the aim and object is not specifically Tivra Bhakti. Always the emphasis in Shastra is on Shuddha Bhakti, which Srila Prabhupada discusses at the end of his purport here. Shuddha Bhakti means that which is free from all other desires. And by its very nature, it is um, intense. 
It's not that pure devotees, they are sometimes Krishna conscious and sometimes not Krishna conscious. The very nature of pure devotional service is that it is intense. The very definition, ananya shintayanto mam, all with ananya means without any diversion anywhere else. So the emphasis is, should not be so much on how we can be intense as how we can be uh, come to the stage of pure devotional service. The first question here is, actually there's 33 questions. But there's a list of 33, but there are, some have more than one question. So it's better to say the word intelligo, make that habit. Instead of saying question, intelligo, better to use the intelligo word. So the first question is, what is the definition of tivra bhakti? Well, it's very, it's very clear. I mean, how do you want to define it? If you just like, what is the definition of a big cat? It's, it's straightforward. It's, a cat is a... Everyone knows what a cat is. And big means it's bigger than usual. Actually, the, why did that come in my head? Big cat, that, that's, that's sometimes used to refer to tigers, lions, and so on. So what is a big dog? Let's see. Everyone knows what a dog is, and a big dog is one that is bigger than usual. So it's, it, it's not a, such a very difficult thing to define. So tivra bhakti means bhakti performed with intensity. Straightforward. So we have the uh, definition of shuddha bhakti. That is defined. That means uh, that is performed without any other desire than to please Krishna. And like I said, um, it's autom- it, it's automatically, if it's, if it's only focused on Krishna, then automatically that must be intense. And, uh, yeah, actual bhakti by its, its nature is intense. If it's not intense, it's not really bhakti at all. Just like if you say, well, I love someone, but not that much. It, it doesn't really, the word love, it implies, it necessitates intensity. There's this whole mythology, the mythology of the material world, of falling in love. This is the, um, the main subject of the great Indian cinema industry. But we see that people who fall in love, they can fall out of love also. Well, that's not really love at all, is it? Love that is described by Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Asle shava padaratam pinashtuma madarshanan marmahatam karotuva yatha tata bhavidatha tu lampato uh, that the love of Radharani for Krishna, the ideal love, that even if Krishna, even if there's grounds for 
not continuing that love, still the love continues. Those who are standing outside are welcome to come inside. Anyway, there. In this world, those who are performing bhakti, they're mostly performing sadhana bhakti. That means they have an inclination to revive their dormant, natural Krishna consciousness. And uh, they're serious to do so. Those who are... Uh, yeah, uh, there are many people who worship Krishna in various ways. Uh, but those who are very serious to revive their Krishna consciousness, they take up the process of sadhana bhakti, in which there are various rules to be followed. And if one actually follows the process of sadhana bhakti, it is intense. There are many rules to follow. And uh, one has to give up all uh, um, different kinds of other diversions because it takes a lot of time to do all these things. If uh, one is actually going to revive one's dormant Krishna consciousness and go to Krishna, there has to be intensity. Yeah, please sit down. Um, just like uh, a rocket cannot leave the earth's atmosphere unless it has a very powerful boost unless bhakti is intensely performed it doesn't reach us up out of this material world and up to Krishna so uh, tivra bhakti this has been or the, the intensity that has been described in this purport, that bhakti yoga may be perfectly administered without any mixture of karma and jnana. One should worship the Lord with great expedience. Expedience. What does that mean? Look it up. Expedience. doesn't exactly mean intensity. means more like expertise. It's not a, not a common word. How is it translated in Telugu? One should worship Lord with Tivrata. Yeah, that's what it's implied. Sorry, I couldn't hear you. Uh-huh. So expedience means with that which is helpful. So that means, yeah, anukulena. That's anukulena krishna anushilanam. Yeah, that's what it means here. Anukul. One should perform devotional service in a way that is favorable for uh, serving Krishna. 
So anukul yasya sankalpa, one should accept the uh, six limbs of sharanagati, the process of surrender. In other words, one should aim to be a pure devotee. So, next question, what is the difference between bhakti and tivra bhakti? Well, there's not necessarily a difference, but tivra is an adjective. It emphasizes the point that bhakti, actually bhakti means it must be tivra, but it's to emphasize the point. Uh, and it's also, it also differentiates it from that which is not really bhakti. Just like one may worship Krishna, but not really in the proper way. Just like we see it's very common here in Andhra to see a shop name or a person's name, Sai Krishna. Whoops, are we in Andhra or we're still in Andhra Pradesh? You have to be careful what you say around here. If we say here in Andhra, someone might come and attack us. Isn't it? But this Telangana movement's died down a bit now, hasn't it? See, as long as... When they're promoting it, everyone gets excited, and then they stop, and everyone forgets. People are stupid. Now, now if they, someone starts promoting stop corruption, and everyone will get excited about that, and then they stop, and then everyone will forget about it. So we're promoting Krishna consciousness. But that is the natural constitutional position of the soul to be Krishna conscious. So in material consciousness, our consciousness shifts from one point to another. And sangat sanjayate kamaha. Whatever we come into contact with, our desires tend to go that way. So if a Telangana movement is promoted, everyone... Jai Telangana, Jai Telangana, Telangana Zindabad. And then next thing, it's Kejriwal and stop corruption and everyone's Brashtacha, Hatao and all this kind of thing. And then that's the next thing. And then they forget that. And it goes on from one thing to another. But it may... I think that uh, corruption thing, it didn't become so strong here, is it? Is it? Is it? Is it very popular? It seems to be more North India, Delhi, Bombay, like that. No one's interested here. So, if we actually pick up Krishna consciousness, we don't lose it. It's we, under any circumstances. Like Prahlad Maharaj, he was surrounded by non-devotees, but he, his intensity of Krishna consciousness didn't falter whatsoever. The term Tivra Bhakti suggests that there is also Ativra Bhakti. Is that mixed Bhakti? Yeah, Tivra Bhakti means intense, so if it's not intense, that means there's something else. It's mixed. Just like the wife may say to her husband, Oh, I love you so much. Then a phone call comes on her cell phone. Oh, I love you, but just I'll be with you in a few minutes. My boyfriend is calling. It may be very common in the modern age because people get married and before that they have boyfriends and girlfriends. They may not give them up. That often happens. Here in India, we hear it all the time. You didn't understand. You're too pure. Someone else can translate it. Can't understand the concept. 
before marriage, someone has a boyfriend or girlfriend, then they get married to someone else, but they still have the boyfriend or girlfriend from before. So it's all mixed up. And it's been a common theme in, well, maybe 20, 30 years ago, in movies in the West, this, what they call a love triangle, something like that. A loves B, the man loves the woman, and she loves a man, another man, and he loves A, because they're homosexual. So it's called a love triangle. All kinds of all kinds of strange things. So, um, we should know who the proper object of love is. Where to place our love so that we will not be disappointed. There's the story of Bhratri Hari, who wrote the, who wrote Shringa Shataka and Vairagya Shataka. What was that? Some sadhu gave him a mango. He said, whoever eats this will live a very long life. <clears throat> so, he thought, well, I'd like my wife to lead a very long life. So he gave the mango to her. But she had a lover, so she gave it to him. This isn't India today. This is India many generations back. Then what happened? Something she... She had... She, had the, she was in love with the... Uh, the guy in the stables. So she gave it to him. And he was in, and it goes on, he was in love with someone else and then who was taking out the, the horse dung from the stables. So she gave up, she, next thing Brajrihari sees her taking out the horse dung on her head in the, in the cabal uh, Dhaba? I don't know what you call it in English because we don't do such things in England the container on her head and the mango was on top of that. And then then he realized what was going on and he left home and became a Vairagi, which was why the sadhu gave him the mango in the first place. Maybe the mango had no such potency, but he just said that and in this way extracted him from the uh, material life, from married life. So, Tivra Bhakti, Shuddha Bhakti, Ananya Bhakti, Avyabhichari Bhakti, should be Avyabhicharini Bhakti, because Bhakti is female. Do they all mean the same? Well, according to this verse, one can practice Tivra Bhakti uh, even if one is full of material desires. So, the Tivrata, the intensity, can come from intensity of material desire. So that's uh, that's not pure devotion. <clears throat> there is, uh, in, in this regard, we often see devotees who are intense, but their intensity is not necessarily pure. It's just like, for instance, we sometimes see someone who's quiet and withdrawn by nature. To give an example, there are many people who are quiet and withdrawn by nature. They're, they're, they're called introverts in modern psychology. And you could say like that, mridu swabhav, something like that. Um, and when someone takes a devotional service, you may think, well, they're very humble. They're not necessarily humble in a 
a completely pure way. Someone may be, yeah, they have that, in this life, they have inherited that swabha, that, that in this lifetime, they are like that, they're quiet by nature. But they may, internally, they may have, they may be very proud. One may be very quiet and not talk much because he thinks, well, all these people are stupid. Why do I want to talk with them? Or even though one has neither Janma, Aishwarya, Shruta or Sri, one is neither born in a good family, uh, one is not rich, one is not learned or intelligent, and one is not beautiful. But even then, someone may think, they internally they may be fantasizing that actually I'm much better than everyone else. Or one may be very quiet because he found out it's the best way to uh, avoid being victimized. So to have a quiet nature is not necessarily synonymous with humility. And similarly, someone who has an intense nature and takes a devotional service, it doesn't necessarily mean that they're performing pure devotional service. They may be very active in performing many services. But if their motivations are not pure, it's not pure devotional service. Udesha. Udesha. Abhipray is another word. That's not a common word. You know the word Abhipray? You know the word. That's, I don't hear that so much. So, um, yeah, Srila Prabhupada, he gave the, uh, well, he spoke of four classes of people. There is the uh, lazy fool and the active fool. There are two classes of fools. Lazy fool and active fool. Lazy. Say intelligible. It's a common word. You must have it intelligible. Alas. Of the two, the lazy fool is better than the active fool. Because if someone is active but they do all stupid things, if they're stupid, it's better they don't do anything. Because if they do something, they'll just mess it up. And there's active intelligent and lazy intelligent. And of the two, Prabhupada said, the lazy intelligent is better. So you may wonder, how is that? Well, active intelligent means that you're active and you're doing things well. But even more intelligent is to guide others how to do things. Then you can get much more work done by just, instead of doing something well yourself, if you can guide many others how to do things well, then you can actually get much more done. So lazy intelligence is better. It's not actually lazy, but it, it, it means um, yeah, a, a better standard of intelligence. Now, it is not uncommon within our Krishna conscious movement to find someone who is uh, intelligent, and enthusiastic for performing many kinds of service, but who is not necessarily uh, very purely motivated. There may be mixed motives. So by their domineering personality, they're able to get a lot of things done. And yeah, it's, it's tivra, it's intense. But... Uh, the result is not maybe not so pleasing because there may be uh, 
Well, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu mentions these desires for lab, puja, patishta, desires for personal gain, for honor. May one may push others to do different kind of services without being very. Just because one wants, I, I've got to do this project. I've got to get it done. And some egotism may be there that, you know, I'm I'm doing this. I'm doing great. So uh, it may be tivra, it may be bhakti, but it's not shuddha. So just like um, a person of quiet nature who takes a devotional service is not necessarily humble. So a person of intense nature who takes a devotional service is not necessarily pure. So, um, tivrata, we don't emphasize so much on intensity as a quality in and of itself, but rather on shuddhata, on being freed from personal desire. Tivrata in and of itself uh, is not a good quality. It's not in and of itself. It's not good quality. Say in Telugu. Yeah. Lakshanam guna. Um, the the greatest demons are all extremely intense. If uh, Hitler is usually cited as the greatest demon of the 20th century. Well, he lost the war. Otherwise, Churchill would have been cited as the greatest demon. They were about the same. Actually, I believe I've heard it said that Prabhupada said Churchill was the biggest demon. Anyway, they're probably both together now in hell. So there's no doubt Hitler was an intense person, but that intensity is not desirable. So, always the emphasis has to be on what is our desired goal, to be completely free of personal desires in Krishna's service. And then intensity will be there automatically, because if there's nothing else but Krishna's service, then that means it's intense. But sometimes the word tivra is used to emphasize that point, that, that in pure devotional service there are no coffee breaks. There are no coffee breaks. I don't know how you can say that in Telugu. Coffee break. You can say coffee break in, in English. I'll, I'll let you off with that one. And probably in, as you speak Telugu, they'll say coffee break, isn't it? It's, it's an urban term. So in, this, in the cities, people speak... The modern language is mixed with English. So it's an urban term. Okay, so... Um, Hare Krishna. We're, the program's running late and you're all supposed to take breakfast prasadam. So we won't subscribe to the fallacy that pure devotional, intense devotional service means that we all stop taking prasadam. I'll discuss that later. Yuktahara viharas cha. What's the next line? Yukta Cheshtasya Karmasu Yukta Swapnava Bodhasya Yoga Bhavati Dukaha Balanced approach is required. 
in all one's activities in the practice of yoga. So it's intense, but there's balance also. I'll speak about that some more later. Krishna willing. Balance. Madhyama Panta, you could say. That's what it means, actually, in this regard. Taking the middle path. Neither, neither eating too much or too little, sleeping too much or sleeping too little, uh, vihara, relaxing too much or too little. In all activities, there should be some balance. So, in all systems of yoga and Buddhism, that's strongly stressed in Buddhism, that one should be in the Madhyama Marga, which again doesn't mean that we uh, that we're not intense or that we compromise, but that we're sensible in our practice. I'll speak about that a little more. I'll speak about that more later. Krishna willing. Hare Krishna. That was an intense ending to that session. But not Anukula. Intense but Pratikula.